Buckle up your pant legs, zip up your hats, and jam two regular keyblades together to form the ultimate weapon. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. It was very similar to uh, my intro last week about Stitch gluing stuff together into a star, but it turns out that a lot of this game is about sticking stuff to other stuff. Yeah, it's about gluing two swords together and gluing two boys together. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> gluing two boys together to glue two swords together. Yep. Well, I mean, the the question on everyone's minds, did you like to see the Keyblade? It looks like shit. It looks awful. Yeah, it's stupid. It looks so bad. That's what's amazing about that plot device, is that you hear the name, and you're like, well, that's a fucking stupid name. What were they thinking with that name? And then you see it, and you're like, come on, man. <laughs> is it going to look different when it's not busted? I mean, only in that it won't be chipped. That is uh. just what it looks like. That's too bad. It looks like two kingdom keys. What if Sora had another one, and then he held them both close together? If it was like a double-neck guitar, I could maybe get on board with it. And it sort of is, but I think the problem is he isn't playing it like a cool guy like Demix. It's one key with two handles, whereas it could be two keys stuck together. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, I, I I still like this part, even though the key the key blade is very dumb. Oh yeah, we're we're finishing Ventus's story today, and it's great. I love this ending. Yeah, in, in as much as it is an ending, because it's it's very much a cliffhanger. Oh yeah, it's very not complete at all. <laughs> but you basically get to see the music video you've seen before, but in <laughs> not pre-rendered cutscenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and we will see it two more times. I mean, Hooray. I've I've already uh, checked what we're going to be watching for Terra next week, and I'm like, we could probably skip like 15 minutes of this. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of a lot of repeats. It turns out. Uh, hey, hey, hey guys, I don't think you should skip my parts. I, yeah, I have well, some, we're going to. I have some really good. I have some really good lines in there. And uh, don't you want to see me fail my exam again? Yeah. This time you're going to see it from my point of view. I really do feel like the Terra voice is becoming less Terra every day and more Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Maybe. It, it's funny. I did notice that when he's like worked up, he does not ha- sound like Terra voice at all. It no. is just when he's being like a chill, nice boy that he kind of <laughs> has Terra voice. Yeah. Uh, we left off last week. Uh, oh, right. Uh, with. Wait. No, Xehanort? What happened last <laughs> Shit. Oh, it was it was Terra. Terra Hux. Yeah. <laughs> Ventus gets hucked through portals a lot, it turns out. And this time his friend did it. Yes, Terra hucked him through a portal, uh, so we don't see the end of Terra fighting with Ericus. That's right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ventus pops out on the old Destiny Islands. We're back. Wahoo! It's nice to be back. Ever uh, so briefly. Ever so briefly. There's no one here. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, Sora presumably is in in school uh, for the first and last time. Yeah. Xehanort's right. This is a very sleepy world, for sure, as in there's no people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, we know that we're... The game doesn't really, really get into this too much until later, the fact that Xehanort 
uh, was raised on the Destiny Islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do already know that, though. We've we've seen a little bit of it. He's talked about it in some reports, etc. Um, I do think it's funny to imagine that he was on the shitty little island where the kids play, and he had no idea that a short boat right away was like a bustling town. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah it's funny that we never get to see the, the fucking town ever yeah we we really just see it when it's like Kyrie and selfie walking to the beach that one time and they're even just on the outside of it we don't even really get to see much of the actual town yeah kingdom hearts 4 um ventus lands on the destiny islands uh the portal closes before he can see what happens uh and then Venetus is here and says you should join with me and become the key blade and uh gross i barely know you <laughs> uh ventus but he ventus now knows of course what'll happen if he fights vanitas so he says uh-uh and vanitas says you used to be too broken to talk back and now we're we're learning a little bit more about uh how they have already met before as ventus gets some head hurt memories and we flash back to the creation of vanitas they're in the the badlands uh, surrounded by Neo Shadows, which is interesting. There have not been any Neo Shadows. Uh, no no Heartless in this game at all, I should say. No, there haven't. Yeah, and I was like, wait, are these... Oh, shit, are those Heartless? I w- it's I weird was... to see them again. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised that they exist. Yeah, I... Did I have a did I have a Crackpot Corner for this? Or did I just uh, put this in my questions? Uh... We've, we talked about it a little bit, about, you know, if... Yeah, if Heartless are even around yet, and that's why there's the Unversed in this game, or what, but I don't think we talked to Crackpot Corner yet. Yeah, okay, so here's here's what I was thinking. I did make a little a little note in my list of questions, because I think this was a little bit ambiguous. Xehanort probably just summoned these Heartless, because he can probably do that, but uh, it, it did kind of make it sound like he was making Ventus fight his own darkness, because he says, like... If you don't let the storm within you run its course, you'll be wiped off the face of the earth or something like that. Which mm, I thought that was more about you need to summon the darkness inside of you so that you don't get killed by these heartless. I think that is probably what it was. Yeah. Um it was specifically the fact that he said the storm within you though made me wonder, but I think he probably was just summoning heartless and throwing them at Ventus. It just turns out that uh pre heart splitting Ventus was a very angry little boy. <laughs> we don't see that though because he is as much of a sweet pathetic little lad as ever where he's like master please don't do this to me yeah it's I, really I, sad and he looks a little bit younger it's yeah really fucked up <laughs> yeah i mean this is interesting though we're now learning that before he was at the land of departure yeah xehanort was his master trying to teach him how to use the keyblade um and we don't really know anything about ventus's life before that either no um this is this yeah this is chronologically the first we see Aventus. Um and yeah Xehanort seems to believe that it's it's a little well okay it's confusing because we get a report like immediately after this cutscene that kind of contradicts what Xehanort is saying because Xehanort is saying embrace darkness clash with the neo shadows and produce for your master the key blade um wrote that line down (laughs) yes but we get a report a moment later uh that seems to suggest that he's not actually trying to create the key blade right now like maybe he he is kind of like oh that would be great 
But what he's really doing, we'll find, is he's just trying to make Ventus stronger th- so that he can... Well, I'll come back to that in a moment. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucked up what he wants to do, but yeah. Yeah, uh, but Ventus does get overwhelmed by the Heartless. Uh, I do like when Xehanort calls him a feckless neophyte. <laughs> yeah, really fucking mean, man. You just don't get dialogue like that in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I love every moment Xehanort's just being evil as hell. Um, Did you like his little poem? Yeah, I love the little poem. Because he uses his keyblade. He's like, all right, I'm giving up on this sweet little boy. He uses his keyblade to directly extract the darkness from Ventus's heart, which pops out and becomes Vanitas. That's what Vanitas is. I don't know if that was clear yet, but there you go. <laughs> and he says, and I quote, Empty creature from Ventus Riven. To you, the name Vanitas shall be given. He, he he's been working on that one. Um, <laughs> riven. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, gonna, uh, what's that? Oh, I've just never heard the word Riven when it's not being the sequel to Mist. I read a lot of fantasy, so I've definitely seen it. Okay, <laughs> so does he. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I also think he probably goes to like poetry slams and stuff too. Um. And so this is just a little practice for his, his open mic night he's going to go to. Empty creature from Ventus Riven, and now, Ventus, you shall be missed. Just a little gaming reference. Uh, out of the flashback, Vanitas tells Ventus to uh, come find me in the Keyblade graveyard and watch me choke the life out of Terra and Aqua. I don't want to do that. That's that's the plan, though, is uh, Ventus will have no choice but to fight Vanitas. Um and Ventus looks at his Wayfinder and says, I'm going to end this. And he does leave for the Keyblade Graveyard. A very funny part of the video we were watching is, you know, with determination, Ventus summons his Keyblade. But in the video we were watching, he had the goofy looking stitch sword. So it really undercut the drama <laughs> of the scene. That is something I find so strange about Kingdom Hearts. I think actually, if I remember correctly, Kingdom Hearts 3, you can like upgrade your low level Keyblades to make them like keep pace with your high level ones if you want I just find it so funny. Anytime you watch anyone play Kingdom Hearts, like a great example is Kingdom Hearts 1. Everyone who goes to Halloween Town is going to be spooky, scary Sora with the Little Mermaid Crab Claw keyblade. <laughs> and yeah, I the, I the Birth by Sleep keyblades are so silly looking and it really does mess with the tone of a lot of scenes. Yeah, in the next scene, he is actually just holding some like very metal album cover looking sword. Yes, so every it, yeah. every one of them gets a like special plot relevant keyblade at the very end before they go to the keyblade graveyard. That is Ventus's. Okay. Yeah. Uh and I'll talk about that in a moment. There's not that much to say about it, but it is kind of a cool design. Uh Xehanort Report 9. This one uh is elaborating on what the hell Xehanort was doing in the in the Badlands with Ventus. Yeah, and it it kind of makes more sense because again, just summoning the darkness inside of you, if that creates a keyblade, then like Riku would have made one and Taro <laughs> would have made one. So um I guess unless he's unless he was more just trying to make sure his darkness got really strong inside of him before he got Vanitas out of there, I don't know. But it does yeah, seem like he was just doing was... something else. Yeah, I don't think he ever intended originally to take Vanitas out. Um did you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, all of it. Okay, so you will remember then how Majin Buu expels all of his evil, and then the mm-hmm. evil eats him, and then they become Super Buu. I do remember this, yes. 
that's uh, very much in keeping with what what Xehanort intends to do, is just uh, Ventus cut him in half, make both halves go to the gym, and then when they reunite, they'll become a big key sword. A big key sword. Um, but apparently what he was really trying to do is <laughs> make Ventus into the perfect vessel for him to possess him. Yes, and he he says that Keyblade Masters have a special gift. I assume that he means that this is a thing that you can learn to do as a Keyblade Master, not that when you graduate... I don't think that Ericus was like, Aqua, as a Keyblade Master, you are now entitled to certain knowledge. I will teach you how to harvest a human heart. Yeah, I doubt that that happens. Uh, but he describes the process, the cycle, as he calls it, of extracting a heart, be it our own or that of another, to remain in the world of the living forever, just hopping from vessel to vessel. I think this is what the first Full Metal Alchemist uh, anime did. Mm. I think that was a plot point in that. I think I watched one episode, so if it's in if it's in the first episode... It's in, like, the last episode. <laughs> so, spoilers for that old, non-canon anime. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Xehanort, uh, he says that when he was younger, he wanted to like go to worlds no one had ever seen before. And he's, he's learned, I think he says that he learns like late in life as an old man, uh, that there is a world no one's ever been to, which is Kingdom Hearts. And he says, uh. Is that what Kingdom Hearts is? It's a world now? I just thought it's where all the light went. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not what he says. He says that he can use Kingdom Hearts to create a new world. Yeah, a next world. The next world, which I believe yeah. is capital N, capital W, next world. Yep. Where light and dark exist in perfect equilibrium. Um, and yeah, he he basically, he's like, God damn it, I wish I realized this uh, before I was an old, old, old man. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll just destroy other people's lives. I love his line here. So there I stood with vast knowledge in one gnarled dying hand and newfound purpose in the other. <laughs> so yeah, he says I I need I need to possess the body of a of a buff young lad and I I decided to make Ventus go to the gym every day, but he was just too nice and too weak and a total loser. But I realized that there was something else I could do with him, which is cut all the darkness out of his heart and then make him fight it. Turn him into a sword. That's right. Uh, and he's, is he implying that the Keyblade is also a thing he needs to open Kingdom Hearts to create the next world of Equilibrium? That is what he believes. And okay. I, my understanding is that that is how it works. I don't know that he knows for sure. I don't even know that I know for sure. But that but, is basically what we understand. But Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, opened Kingdom Hearts just like... On his he, own. He actually did not open Kingdom Hearts. Oh. You're you're thinking of the door to darkness. Which is not the door to Kingdom He thought it was the door to Kingdom Hearts, but it isn't? No, no, no. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is just one of those classic things. No, no, no. He was harvesting hearts of worlds, mm -hmm. which created Kingdom Hearts. Right. It sort of summoned it into existence in the right. realm of darkness. I see. And he, okay. he never got a chance to, like, actually go to it, because the door opened and he was killed by the light, and he went, light! But wasn't the light from Kingdom Hearts? Yes. Okay. It was it was just on the other side of the door, and he never actually got to see the thing itself. 
I okay. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah. So we we have seen whenever we see those like heart moons, there's another one in this part that we see. Mm-hmm. Those are different sort of versions of kingdom hearts, I guess you could say. We never have really seen what it can do. Like nobody's ever like popped it open and climbed in. <laughs> right, cuz it got busted last time and Xehanort's thing didn't really look like a full Kingdom Hearts? I don't know. Yeah, but I think what Xehanort believes is that if you summon that thing and you get the key blade and you, like, stick it in and rotate it, then it'll pop open and you can climb inside. And and create a great new world for everybody. Okay. I guess. I guess that's what he thinks. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of it is still very uh, unknown to us, but that seems to be what he believes. Uh, right. The the one last thing I'll say is I did think it was kind of interesting. I, I think that the Xehanort reports that we get in this part are really, really good, like, characterization of him. Oh, yeah. And I love the way that he describes his meeting with Ventus, where he says that he he believes that it was their destiny to meet, which is such a fucked up thing to say, considering what he's intending to do with this boy. Yeah, he's, he's very... Um... I guess he just sees the world in a utilitarian way. Like, he's going to make stuff better for everybody. He's just got to do some fucked up stuff along the way. Yeah, and I do think that's interesting that he really does seem to believe that if he gets what he wants, it'll be good for everybody. Yeah, it isn't just him being like, and then I'll be the most powerful. It's like, no, I'm going to create a better world where stuff is the way it should be. Right, um... And he believes that he the the universe gave him the gift of a of a new vessel for him to manipulate and take advantage of. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, it's just uh, like how billionaires is... think that we're here for so that they can have our young blood and live. Forever. That's right. How 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 kind of God to to gift me the mana of <laughs> this poor person's blood? Yep. Uh, that's Xehanort Report 9. Ventus heads to the Badlands, which is the Keyblade Graveyard. Wow. I don't know why they made it a mystery. It's very strange. So is it, did they know this was the Keyblade Graveyard, or was it, like, behind the canyon that they were standing in? It's like, I oh, think shit. it's literally that they keep coming to a part of it that the Keyblades aren't at. And then they, like, turn a quarter, and there's, like, a million keyblades. Or it's just, like, the camera wasn't turned in that direction every time. and it's That just is basically there. it. And okay. I think they I think they do this... Oh, I know they do this in Birth by Sleep. I think they might do this in another game, where they just call it the Badlands a bunch. And then it's like... Actually, it's the, it was the Keyblade Graveyard. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Fine. Great. Um... Uh, I I thought the scenery of the Keyblade Graveyard is very interesting when Ventus arrives there because it kind of looks like... I don't know if you've ever seen One Punch Man. Yes. There is, like, a mountain that has, like, a fucking cylindrical hole taken out of it. Right, yeah. (laughs) It's it's very interesting, and I don't know if we'll ever see what did that, but (laughs) I'm kind of curious. The first Keyblade. Maybe. I, I think that's probably what happened. Hmm. Uh, okay. But yeah, there's there's also like a giant impact crater, like not to keep referring to Dragon Ball Z and One Punch Man, but it does look like Goku got spiked out of space like a yep. volleyball and landed in the ground. Yamcha died in that hole. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Again and again and again. Um, and yeah, this is where Ventus summons his, his new Keyblade, which is called Lost Memory. And uh, 
Yeah, it's it's got a little the little keychain token is a broken heart with a chunk missing. R.I.P. Ah, oh. Vanitas. We hardly knew him. Uh, and inexplicably, he just like holds it up and just says, "Friends forever." I assume he's just talking about. Yeah, that was a weird one. I assume he's talking about Aqua and Terra, but I don't know why holding up the Keyblade means that. Yeah, it was a weird time to say it, but sure. I guess maybe Uh, they've all trained in the Blade. Yeah, but hey, everyone, don't get too excited for the plot because it's already time for Xehanort Report 12. Woo! We are are skipping a couple. Uh, So... I should say, uh, it was probably obvious, but I don't think we've really, like, tallied up the numbers. Aqua and Terra, of course, are finding their own. Um, and yeah, they, they kind of jump around. Uh, we do get Report 10, I think, at the very end, but mm-hmm. we're, we're skipping ahead a couple to number 12. And this is, Xehanort has just heard from Ericus about his intent to make Terra and Aqua Masters, and he immediately starts scheming about how he can manipulate the three of them. Yeah, it becomes clear that he didn't really actually care very much about Terra and Aqua. It's mostly just that he wants to use them as bait for Ventus to come out and get stronger so he can turn them into a Keyblade. Yeah, he says Terra is the key, not like that. Um, also interesting, we learn that Vanitas can, quote, feel some of what Ventus feels. Yeah, which, they have they have an emotional know, link. Yeah. Very, very strange that he can exist as himself. What what must that be like? I want to see the scenes of them just hanging out, and Ventus is like in a in a wonderful mood. He's hanging out with his best friends, and they're like training together. And Vanitas is just like, ugh, he's happy. What <laughs> does does he just feel happy and loves it? <laughs> he's like, yay, he's happy. <laughs> I wish I could do this on my own. Thanks, Ventus. <laughs> uh. But yeah, we, yeah, because oh, we don't really. No, I shouldn't get into this. We'll we'll get into this when we get to Terra. But yes, we we do know from the beginning of Ventus's story that Vanitas was like sort of telling Ventus that Terra's gonna go down a dark path and you might never see him again. So yeah, Vanitas basically was like, Ventus loves Terra. We should just fuck with Terra, and <laughs> it's really, really gonna fuck with Ventus. It worked. Boy, did it. Um, and yeah, it's 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 very classic Xehanort metaphor stuff where he's like, the darkness will make Ventus's light stronger and Ventus's light will deepen Vanitas's darkness. Yeah, I think there, there was only one, one other thing in this note that I noticed that I thought was interesting, which was Xehanort talking about how he was surprised Ericus was going to let him come back. Um, was that in this note? Or the, that's in this note, right? Um, uh, I don't. Oh, know. never mind. Maybe I read something else. My bad. Well, that we'll might have, that might have been his letter at the very beginning. Oh, okay, okay. I think. Never mind. We'll get to that again some other time. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he says when when the two meet, the stuff of legends will become real. Not really a whole lot in here. This is kind of just set up for the final battle. Yeah, yeah. The main takeaway is just that Terra was less important than than Ventus. Yeah, which again is great characterization of Xehanort because he's such an evil, cold manipulator. I always love how they depict him like just completely ruining people's lives tangentially related to his actual plan. <laughs> like, oh, I like Aqua is going to be the domino <laughs> that Terra knocks down to knock down Ventus's domino. 
Yeah, he does stuff like that with Sora and uh, and Kyrie in the future. Yeah, so, very much. Yeah. Uh, now we get. Uh, this is actually a little weird, and I'm surprised that we see this because we do see Terra's conversation with Aqua before Ventus arrives. I think we probably shouldn't talk too much about it because we don't really know much about what either of them have seen or done. Oh, you don't want to talk about the big thing they talk about? Because I was surprised by it, but okay. Well, no, say, say whatever you want to say. Well, they they talk about how Terra fucking killed Ericus. Yes, that we definitely <laughs> need to talk about. What what Aqua says is, I heard that the Master was struck down. Terra says, I was stupid and helped Xehanort do it, but it was to protect Ventus. Yeah. And I don't believe that Ericus is dead for a fucking second. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see when we get to Terra. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can kind of just skim over the rest of their conversation so that we have something to talk about when we get to this scene from Terra's perspective. But the gist of it is... Terra says, I realize now that I've been going down this dark path and that Xehanort's been manipulating me. I'm good now. Aqua says, I don't believe you. Right, which she shouldn't, it would appear. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to make myself move on because there's a lot that I have to say about that. But it'll be, there, there will be a lot more to say about it when we actually have context for it. So we can just move on to the part where Ventus shows up. Uh, and I love... You know, once again, we're faced with this problem. Aqua, she doesn't see the subtitles. When Ventus walks up and says, Xehanort wants me to fight Venetus and make some kind of keyblade. And Aqua's like, what? <laughs> well, what's funny, though, is they did seem to know that he meant something different than a normal keyblade. Yeah. Uh, which I was like, oh, can they see? <laughs> can they see the subtitles? <laughs> <laughs> Crackpot Corner, they can see the subtitles. Yeah. Uh, but then why did, why did Xehanort have to summon the, the key symbol? Uh, because the thing that he was telling Ventus was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> That's true. I needed it. <laughs> uh, Drew, I know you're going to be watching this. <laughs> huh? God, he really thinks so far in advance. <laughs> He's a hundred steps ahead of us. Uh, yeah, I I do like I do like this scene. Uh, I don't like the part of it with Terra and Aqua, but we'll talk more about that uh, in a few episodes. I like the part, though, where Terra and Aqua, both of them with... Because they have no context for what Ventus is talking about. So they're just kind of like, no, no, it'll be okay. We're, we're going to protect you. We're your big brother, your big sister. Don't worry about it. You're going to be okay. And Ventus is like, no, you don't get it. Like, I need you to kill me. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't really listen to my little brother, basically, if he said that to me either. <laughs> hey, if my little brother told me to kill him, I would not fucking hesitate. Jordan, if you're listening, you name the time and place. You're done. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, do that. I'll leave that to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, I won't kill you. Uh, <laughs> even if you beg. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like, I like the, the, the shot of them, like, putting their hands on his shoulders, and he, like, pushes them away and says, just put an end to me. Uh, at this point, there is a question that should be on your mind. Uh, not an important one, but does Aqua know who the fuck Vanitas is? Probably not, right? Like, it's this, just, is, this just keeps happening, where Ventus is just like, yeah, Vanitas, 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 yeah, I beat Vanitas, he's such a dick, isn't he? And Aqua's like, huh? Because Terra 
might, but I don't think that... We know that Tara knows who he is, because Tara, in that scene in Radiant Garden, was like, you met Vanitas? That's right. But yeah, Aqua, we have no idea if she's met Vanitas or yeah. not. And well, Ventus wouldn't know either. Yeah, I mean, this is the end of each of their stories, so one can assume that she must have met him by now. Right, you would think so. Uh, and yeah, we get... Basically, the next, like, five minutes of the game are just the secret ending of Kingdom Hearts 2. I think that I had us kind of gloss over it because I was like, this is just going to happen in Birth by Sleep. Right. Uh, Yeah, he arrives with Vanitas. I do like that they recreate the shot from the, like, uh, the, like, pre-rendered cutscene where Vanitas kind of, like, sidesteps out of his shadow. I like that. cool. I like that because it looks cool, but it also has like nothing to do with their anything no well he's his disciple i suppose i guess it's he like it kind of looks like he like splits off of uh xehanort which never happens at any other time so i feel like they probably just had to recreate it because we already saw it well with cool again you know it doesn't hurt to put the cool yeah, it thing does back cool. um yeah. and yeah we get uh we get one of my favorite speeches in all of Kingdom Hearts. Behold, these lifeless keys used to be full of power. United with the hearts of their masters. On this barren soil, keyblades of light and darkness were locked in combat. As a great keyblade war raged. Countless Keyblade wielders gave up their lives, all in search of one ultimate key. And it will soon belong to me. Keyblade! I mean, we should we should probably describe the setting at this point, huh? Yeah, right. Do <laughs> you want me to? I mean, yeah, he's this he's up on top of the mountain but at this point, right? On the uh, I think I think they're all on the ground right now. On the ground, but they're just surrounded by fucking keys everywhere, and they like put shoved into the ground, kind of like headstones, I guess. Yeah, it, they're standing in the center of what is basically like a giant X-shaped clearing in a massive field of like dead keyblades sticking out of the ground. Um, and he says they're lifeless, and uh, are keyblades people? <laughs> keyblades are not people but uh except for yes. some of them like the keyblade yeah <laughs> well that's two people you have picked up on something interesting and important though which is that keyblades they exist on their own as in like a keyblade wielder can die and leave their keyblade behind they aren't just like a thing that exists as like a manifestation of the power of the owner's heart they they are their own thing. Yeah. And yes, there there are like thousands and thousands of keyblades uh in this keyblade graveyard. Presumably thousands and thousands of keyblade wielders died here. Uh well, interestingly we, we uh do, yeah, go ahead. We do know they can be made out of hearts, because there was that keyblade of heart that was almost made um complete. Yeah, that's but, that's a, a, a special a special keyblade. But so are okay I, do you do you actually know what keyblades are made out of or has that never actually been said it's never really been said but i i believe that it's been implied that they that they exist 
in some form, just inherently they exist. And then I think like Keyblade wielders sort of manifest them for themselves to use. But I don't think they are creating the Keyblades, if that makes sense. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Like, I think I think there is a Keyblade somewhere out there in some spiritual, like, magical realm that, like, chose Sora, for example, and materialized in his hand that one time. And that became his Keyblade. This boy should get the most boring key. <laughs> but also, in my opinion, one of the best looking ones. I also agree with that. <laughs> I like them simple. What can I say? Uh... But something I want to say about these Keyblades that I think is interesting, not all of them, but a lot of them are existing Keyblade designs that we have seen before. Um, one of them that I think is really interesting is um, the, I think it's called the Lionheart. Sora gets it from Leon at some point in one of the games. Um, Sora's version of it that he gets from Leon has like some Leon themed stuff on the blade. There are a bunch of Keyblades in the Keyblade Graveyard that look almost identical to the Lionheart, but just, like, with a little bit less Leon-specific flavor. There's also the uh, the Fenrir, the stupid car key that he gets from uh, Cloud. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of those. It, it kind of suggests, and it is also possible... Well, okay, here's what I was going to say. It is possible that... That was just them not wanting to design a bunch of new Keyblades. But there are a lot of Keyblades in the Keyblade Graveyard that we haven't seen those designs before. Um, which I do think is interesting because it kind of suggests that these designs that Sora is receiving are in some way, like, innate to the world. And that he's just getting kind of personalized versions that relate to the people he's met. Or, or he's reviving them from the Keyblade Graveyard. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. There's little to no lore about keychains, the things that make the keyblades take their specific forms. So we don't really have anything to go off of, but I do think it's interesting to consider. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Uh, and then he says he says the line where he says all of these people died in search of the. Well, oh, I'm skipping something important, uh, which is. Uh, Thousands of dead Keyblades, he says that they... Keyblades of Light and Keyblades of Darkness, we we know little to nothing about Keyblades of Darkness at this point, fought here in a great Keyblade war, dying in search of the ultimate key, which will soon be mine. And then he does it. He points at Ventus. <laughs> we, he, does, he does a lot of bold finger work in this game. He points at Ventus with one of his wiggly little fingers, and then he says, Keyblade! <laughs> As if to say, you will be a Keyblade. It's so funny the way that he says it in context. It's really, really funny. He really does. He And the way that he points at Ventus and we can't see Ventus because we're like seeing from his perspective. So we just see his finger and then he like lowers his finger so we can see Ventus and he says, Keyblade. <laughs> there so it is. This, this eloquent speech and then Keyblade. He's just, too ex- <laughs> He's just too excited. Oh my God. He really is. He's foaming at the mouth. Uh, they all suit up in their armor. Terra charges in first and kind of like holds Ventus back. This guy's mine, he probably says. Uh, and Xehanort does a special thing that we didn't know he could do, which is that he's an earthbender. He, he's just very magic. He's very magic. He is fully like pulling mountains out of the ground. P- 
pulling mountains out of the ground, making keyblades fly around. Yes, I I think that's Vanitas doing that, but I don't know why he can do it. So it is possible that that Xehanort is like magically helping him in some way. Oh, I thought Xehanort was doing that, but Vanitas was just like flying around on top of it. Oh, you think? <laughs> no, that could actually be it. Xehanort's just like flinging them around. <laughs> Vanitas is just standing on them. Well, I thought that we saw Xehanort move his arms sometimes to make the Keyblades fly around. Oh, you might be right about that. Yeah, it's weird because I don't know if you saw any footage of the actual boss fight with Vanitas, but Mm-mm. he seems to be controlling the Keyblade like stream that he flies around on oh yeah i did see that i mean maybe it's just an assist he's calling it an assist from xehanort (laughs) maybe uh but yeah that is basically their two moves is that xehanort is like pulling the ground around and venetus is flying around on a keyblade wave um and ultimately terra ends up like at the top of the mountain with xehanort uh and venetus aqua and ventus are on the ground below um, I think that Aqua's helmet is the only one that breaks off so we can see her face. At least it was her face and not her upskirt or something. <laughs> oh, God. that That's if this was a Sonic the Hedgehog game. <laughs> and if she was five years old. Five years old and gonna get kissed by a hedgehog. <laughs> uh, what happens then? Oh, Ventus, like, runs up the side of the mountain to attack Xehanort, but Xehanort just, like, grabs him by the back of his head and freezes him solid. It really seems like Xehanort's getting way too close to killing the Keyblade than he should, but I suppose he mostly just ends up incapacitating Ventus for some time. Yeah, Ventus spends quite a lot of this part of the game frozen into a popsicle. I I do, you know, I've said it before, when you play this game once, and God forbid you play it again, you see the same cutscenes, sometimes up to six times. At least it's Uh, a good one. The shot of Xehanort just, like, casually, like, dropping Ventus, frozen solid, off the side of the mountain, and Aqua having to do, like, a running leap to catch him, it's... It's pretty funny, but what really makes it funny is when she goes, Ven, are you okay? And we just see his face like, ah, <laughs> He can't really talk or move his face. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be funny, but it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> it's a little funny. It's a little funny. Uh, and then Xehanort throws a ball of dark fire or plasma or something into the sky, and the clouds clear, revealing... A big ol' heart in the sky above them. Welcome, Kingdom Hearts. And I was like, wow, it, that, it's it's pretty crazy to bring it, bring Kingdom Hearts up only in the final moments of a game. Yeah, this is interesting also because we've learned a few ways that Kingdom Hearts can be sort of summoned or created. You know, harvesting hearts of worlds, harvesting hearts of people from Heartless. I don't really know what made this one show up. Xehanort's power of will i i'm not sure yeah yeah i don't know maybe kingdom hearts just knows that it's almost keyblade time and it's like oh let me i gotta get i gotta get over there yeah give me a piece of that (laughs) i love that stupid looking key uh but someone else arrives that's right we see oh the the person that gave you the word popsicle (laughs) oh oh yeah he does say popsicle doesn't he yeah I mean, I was referring to Mickey Mouse from Disney. 
Oh, you're thinking of Mickey Mouse from Disney. I'm thinking of the character that I care about in this scene. <laughs> Mickey, the Mickey's appearance is so funny, though, because Xehanort, like, throws this ball of fire into the sky. The clouds clear. We see Kingdom Hearts, and he, like, looks up at it triumphantly. And then we just cut to a big mouse shoe step. We don't even, like, see Mickey. We just see his big clown shoe. <laughs> The most intimidating mouse shoe you ever did see. Oh, fuck. It's Mickey Mouse. Oh, fuck. It's who, Mickey Mouse. You know he's going to be looking away from the camera. We lo- we last saw him getting flung comically through a portal. <laughs> Again, a lot of portal flinging in this game. Me uh, likey little Mickey. Me likey little Mickey. Uh, but yes, Brag is here. It's Brag. Everyone's friend Brag. If, if you don't know, that is human Zigbar. So he looks a lot like Zigbar. He sure so. does look a lot like Zigbar. Uh, he's got, I think he's, I think he's got an eye patch, yeah? Yep. I think he's got all of his, his classic, uh... Or, or does he just have a scar on his face and no eye patch? I think, let's see if I made a note about his eyes. Brag. No, uh... I see, no. I see that he has one eye visible, so he must, he must already have, have a missing eye, which we know him to have. Or not have. I think earlier in the game he didn't have it yet, so somebody must have given it to him. Right, right, right. We do see a very short scene of him talking to Xehanort, and he he does have his eyes. So that's why I was confused. Okay. Um, and yes, he he does find Aqua holding Frozen Ventus, and he does say like, "Leave the popsicle here. Go fight Xehanort for revenge." <laughs> How about you leave the popsicle with me? Yeah. <laughs> That's I was always saying that as a kid whenever I saw people eating popsicles. Yeah, <laughs> give me that half-eaten popsicle, kid. <laughs> That's what you got to do when you grow up in Arizona. Oh god, yeah, you you need it to survive. How about you leave the popsicle with me? <laughs> I'll give it a good home. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then again, we still don't know if Aqua knows who Venitas is, but she very much does not know who Break is because she's just like who the fuck are you? It's also funny he's the only guy coming in for an assist with Xehanort out of... Uh, I mean, I guess maybe I'll see in other parts, maybe more of them show up, but it's like, why is why is Bragg here? Where's the, where's the other guys at? Yeah, we, we will see more of uh, Bragg's uh, scheming uh, in, in future parts, but we do get a... When she says, who are you, we get a dramatic zoom in on his one yellow eye, which he does is... Have the, he does have the yellow eye now, that's true. Gotta be important. Um, he gets an as if in there, so that's good. Oh yeah, he says, uh, you two think you have some grand role to play, as if. And I, I applauded. Uh, and this is of course counter to, um, what we have learned from the previous Xehanort report, because Brig just tells them, you have very little to do with this, the only reason you're here is so that when I kill both of you, Terra's gonna go full dark mode... Right, that's right, because he's got to get him ready for, for Xehanort or, or something. And uh, Ventus kind of starts to thaw because he's mad, and when you get mad, you thaw. And he, he glares at Brag, and hey. It's like how Roxas glared at Zigbar. It's like how Roxas glared at Zigbar. I think I think Zigbar says to Sora, he used to give me that same look. And it's also how uh, this is what uh, Zigbar saw when Shion was glaring at him. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, but Aqu- this... Aqua has a boss fight with Brig. 
question for you. He's got the yellow eye now. Is this actually Zigbar and not Bragg? Um, I believe that this is still Bragg. Okay. I don't think he's been made into a nobody. So you can have yellow eye but not be nobody. Okay. Correct. I mean, Xehanort's got yellow eyes. Yeah, but he's Xehanort. <laughs> well, only this is this is worth mentioning. I, I definitely brought this up during days. Uh, but if I remember correctly, Xemnas, Saix, and Zigbar are the only uh, organization members who actually had the yellow eyes. Oh, Most of them point. didn't. Good point. Okay. Yeah. So something's up there, but we'll hmm. get into that someday. Uh, Aqua has a boss fight with Brig, and she wins. Hooray! Uh, he says, "I think he says this again." In um, oh shit! No, he kind of alludes to this in Kingdom Hearts when he's when he's like, "Oh, Sora, King Keyblade wielders sure are weaker these days." Uh, where he says to Aqua after she beats him, he's like, "Looks like I got to stop messing with Keyblade wielders, but that just means I made the right choice." God, what do you think that means? Made the right choice. Uh, I guess it means he made the right choice in aligning with Xehanort because he's going to get rid of Keyblade wielders or something. I I assume, yeah, kind of that. Well, I mean, I don't really know what he meant there either. I assume that what he meant was basically Xehanort is a Keyblade wielder, but probably even stronger than you. So if you're okay. this strong, I think I allied with the strongest man. I think Got that's it. what he means. I thought maybe it was sort of a, you know, because Kingdom Hearts is kind of Star Wars sometimes. It's like... Xehanort's going to destroy the Jedi Order, and so there won't be any more Keyblade guys around. He does do that. Yeah, he does do that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts, as it turns out. And yeah. in Kingdom Hearts 4, that will probably be very literal. I don't want it. Don't want I'm it. still ambivalent about it, uh, but yeah. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says uh, that he was only just buying time for him. I assume he means Xehanort, maybe Vanitas, though. Who knows? Um, and Aqua... This is the the master plan, I guess, is that Aqua looks at Ventus, a fatal mistake, <laughs> as Vanitas just falls out of the sky and strikes her from above, killing her instantly, I mean, well, no, but KOing her instantly. Yeah, it looks rough. He's kind of doing, um, you know, like, Link's down attack in, uh, in Smash Bros. <laughs> he does that to her. His down air. Down air, yeah. Yeah. Uh, God... Yeah, it's, I mean, this is just classic video game shit, but the way that Aqua can be so strong in a boss battle, and then the second they go into cutscene mode, she is completely knocked out by one hit. Well, her guard wasn't up. Her guard wasn't up, yeah. Yeah. She also, she had her armor on, but the helmet wasn't there, and he hit her directly on the top of the head, and she died. Uh, But she didn't die. Um, but, oh, what? (laughs) What? Huh? She's not dead? She's not dead. She's just knocked down. Uh, but... Vanitas does prepare to, like, remove her heart with his Keyblade. I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't think that Vanitas actually could have done it. Why not? I just... The fact that Xehanort says that you have to be, like, a Keyblade master, I just don't... I mean, I guess I don't know how much time has passed, how much he's trained Vanitas. Maybe Vanitas is, like, Keyblade master level. Well, he's also just going to stab her in the chest with the keyblade, which seems bad for her. Either yeah, way. I think I think he was mostly just trying to bait <laughs> Ventus. I don't know what he was actually going to do there, but he doesn't do it because uh, Ventus does fully thaw and attack Vanitas. They have a boss fight, of course, and Ventus defeats him, and Vanitas gets very smug and says, "Haha, that's exactly what we wanted you to do." I wanted to be owned, and then his helmet dissolves away, and what do we see? 
His face looks like Sora. It's a dark blue-haired Sora with yellow eyes. Yeah. At this point, I I can bring up once again the question of do you recognize his voice? Oh, is he Sora? Is he just? I didn't realize he's just Haley Joel Osment. It is just Haley Joel Osment doing twisted voice. Now that my body is about to perish, you and I will have to join together. Oh yeah, well he he got he's a great voice actor. He got me. <laughs> <laughs> I love whenever he does Vanitas voice because it's basically just his speaking voice, but if he was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's that's accurate. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really fun to hear Vanitas talk and when when you know that it's just Sora's voice actor <laughs> sounding evil. Oh, it's so good. Okay, it's weird that he looks like Sora because, like, obviously, I I I know at this point that Ventus's heart got connected to Sora, but mm-hmm. that was after Venetus was out of his heart. That is true, and this is still kind of a contentious point. Oh, but uh, their hearts are but their hearts are linked, I suppose. Yes, but we yeah. do know from that Xehanort report that Venetus's heart is still connected to Ventus's. Um, is this why Sora is such a good light boy because his darkness was getting pulled into Venetus or something like that? That is a great question, and I think that that might be possible. Hmm. If that is what happened, we don't know that. Okay. But I think that that does make some sense. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Sora Sora has his darkness. He didn't believe in Santa and other things as well. That's true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, this is actually um, manga lore and not canon, but I do like it. Because <laughs> we didn't see Vanitas's face in the scene where uh, Xehanort pulled him out of Ventus's heart. No. Uh, according to the wiki, uh, in the manga, when that scene happens, uh, you see that Vanitas just has like, almost like the same face as like a shadow heartless, just like a black orb with red eyes. Okay. And then, presumably, when Ventus connects his heart to Sora's, Vanitas takes the shape of Sora. He's just doing a Shion. Yeah, kind of. A lot of people are, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I still have a lot of theories about Vanitas that I can't really get into yet, uh, and the nature of him. But he 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 does look like Sora. That is one thing we can say for sure. I will say one of my theories is kind of based on the idea of what if he doesn't look like Sora? What if Sora looks like him? But that kind of depends on what his face looked like when he was created, which we do not know. And I don't know if it will ever matter or come up. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that makes any sense, though. <laughs> but that's that's why it's a, a crackpot corner that I can't really do yet. Anyway, that's Vanitas. He's he's evil Sora. Uh, he's basically demode Sora. He is, yeah, he is essentially. We're not going to, we're not going to get to see that, so we're going to see it here, right? It it is the kind of thing where where I'm just imagining that like they had concept art of like, what if Sora went demode like Riku does in Kingdom Hearts One? Oh, that looks so cool. Can we do that? Ugh. I don't know how we would do that. When would that ever happen? <gasps> I know. Oh wait, whatever we wanted to. <laughs> let's just let's just make another character and contrive a reason for it to happen anyway. Yeah. Hooray! That's Kingdom Hearts, and Mm -hmm. I like it, personally. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, And Vanita says that uh, the fact... This is nuts. You know, it's always weird when Kingdom Hearts gets into, like, death and killing and murder. Yeah. But Vanita just straight up tells Ventus, like, Haha, I win. 
you have destroyed my body, which means that we will join back together and forge the key blade. Yeah, I wouldn't be as excited about that, but I'm not a sicko like Vanitas. <laughs> that just really beat this guy up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is falling apart. Well, he shot uh, him about, like, a hundred times a shot lock. I think that you <laughs> yeah, that is the way to fight him and everything else in this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we get the reveal that I don't think anyone needed or cared about, which is where are the unversed coming from? Yeah, this was weird. <laughs> it's weird, and I don't really think it adds anything to the game. No. He he basically just says that the unversed come from him. That's kind of it. He said that it's because they got separated, and then his negative emotions were turning into the unversed, but I'm like, well, we've seen other people's hearts get separated, and they don't create unversed. So I, that's just just weird to I even give guess us that reason. The idea, I guess the idea is that in a normal heart, there's some light and some dark, and the light kind of tempers the dark, or the dark kind of tempers the light, or maybe they're basically mm-hmm. in balance. But because Vanitas' heart has no light at all, this is what a, a heart of entirely darkness does, is it makes <laughs> little aliens. Okay, sure. I don't know. He he calls them a horde of fledgling emotions under my control. And he says he released them into all the worlds, basically for Ventus to go to the gym at them. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then I think this is also a motivation for Ventus to join with him, because otherwise the unversed will keep coming. Yeah. I made these so that you could grind, Ventus. (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, again, I I have theories that there is stuff to the nature of Vanitas as a being that is more complex than what we know of it so far. The Unversed is kind of part of that, like, is that really, like, if you did this to anyone's heart, would this happen? Uh, I don't know if I'm convinced about that. I feel like the Unversed would only happen if there was some more shit going on that we don't know about yet, but that's all... God knows if the games will ever get into that. It's also entirely possible that they just needed a new enemy type because they couldn't justify the other two being here. I think it's mostly that, and then they wanted there to be a reason for it. Yeah, yeah. I do like the way that he describes, though, that every time you beat an Unversed, it just sends their negativity right back to him, and he could just make more. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they could just keep coming forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, and yeah, to your point that it, he, he is kind of just an infinite monster factory. I, I was trying not to say monster factory. Shout out to monster factory. <laughs> He's friends, an incident. Friends of the show. <laughs> friends of the show. I, I heard myself about to say it and I was like, don't say monster factory. He oh. is an instant, an infinite conveyor belt of monsters, uh, that un- unless Ventus deals with him, they're just going to keep coming. Cause I, but you destroyed his... Can you, like, run away real fast and not and not get joined back together? <laughs> <laughs> if Ventus just got on his hoverboard and just yeah. started flying away right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, have you ever seen the, uh, the, the Green Demon Challenge in Super Mario 64? No. It's when you... The, the few, like, green one-up mushrooms that when you activate them, they start following you. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. The challenge being, like... I, I think it might be, like, get the 100 coin star without the mushroom catching you. <laughs> okay, got it. This is Ventus just, like, flying through space while Vanitas' corpse just, like, flings <laughs> itself after him. 
I would have loved that scene. Here I come, Ventus. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, uh, and there's. I just mean, it's basically fo- it. It follows, but faster. Yeah, and not about sex at all. <laughs> no, and I haven't seen it. Oh, it's pretty good. I'm scaled. Uh, anyway. He he does fuse with Ventus. There is a big flash of light and an explosion, and we do see a comical shot of Aqua's unconscious body just getting, like, unceremoniously flung off the plateau that they're fighting on. Aqua didn't deserve this. No, it, it really, it's again the same effect that the very similar shot of Mickey getting blasted <laughs> around has on me. Yes. It's just funny to see them ragdoll. Yeah. Uh, Ventus finds himself in a dive to the heart. Uh, we've got his, his stained glass, but now the stained glass features him and Vanitas. Yeah, I, um, I like, I always like how the dive to the heart looks, and yeah. this is, this is a cool place to have a, a boss battle, so. Yeah, so, Ventus and Vanitas, they're, they're kind of, I want to say sort of fighting for supremacy and control over Ventus's body, but it's more... Well, it's kind of confusing, isn't it? Yes, it is a little bit. <laughs> the stakes as the game lays them out for us are, if Vanitas wins, then the Keyblade will be completely forged and they will join together for good. If Ventus wins, no. Yeah, and why? <laughs> why, is that, why is that the case? I, I guess, guess it's because just... Vanitas is the one holding it. Or Vanitas wants it to happen and Ventus doesn't. I guess. Yeah, the will, I guess, might be in- involved here. Who knows? The important thing is we do see it. We do see it, and it's a big old double-necked guitar of a sword. It um, is two kingdom keys side by side, stuck together, and where the blades meet, there is just a sword coming out around it. Yeah, it's... I don't get why... Like, it'd be cooler and more thematic, I feel like, if the... Keyblade was a combination of Ventus and Venetus's swords. That would be interesting. Yeah, I guess. And this this is what fucking kills me, though, because I think we are, again, meant to understand that this is like the original Keyblade. Oh, right. I mean, no, not, not even the original Keyblade. This is the original Keyblade. This is the only way you ever see Keyblade. Yes. It's only ever going to look like this, no matter who makes it. Yeah, well, that's what's so weird, because, like, this design is so obviously derived from stuff we already know, but we're meant to believe that what we know is derived from this, and it's like, come on. (laughs) Of course it's not. (laughs) Yeah, no way. The one thing that I will say in favor of it, although this is, again, about how it looks stupid, and God, does it look stupid. If you haven't seen it, you have got to search for Kingdom Hearts X-Blade. And you will see what it looks like when you stick two keys together. The one thing that I find hilarious about it in a in a way that I actually like is that a normal keyblade has a sort of square-shaped guard, like the shape of the sort of handle of a key. And then in the center of it is like a stick that you hold it by, and that's the handle. This thing has the two guards, two squares, stuck together. And each of those squares has a handle in the middle... But you hold this thing by holding where the two guards stick together. <laughs> See, this is where they got it wrong. They should be working together, and each one of them holds one of the <laughs> one of the handles. That'd be something. And then I wouldn't have to look at this piece of shit. Yeah. 
Uh, but kind of similar to the Keyblade of Heart in Kingdom Hearts 1, it's not quite complete. It's, it's like very tarnished and the blade is all chipped. And Vanita says that uh, in order to complete this thing, you and I need to fully join together. And Ventus says, I'll just destroy both of us. And I love Vanitas's face when he laughs at Ventus. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing this like disbelieving eyebrow raise as he laughs and he's like, what does he say? He's like, if you destroy me, you'll destroy yourself, idiot. <laughs> Something like that. And Ventus is like, yeah, I know. That's the point, dummy. <laughs> yeah, like I'll do whatever it takes to save my friends. He gives Sora's speech from Kingdom Hearts 1 almost word for word. I've become a part of their hearts just as they become a part of mine. My friends are my power and I'm theirs. He does leave out the part that Sora said about how weak he is. Because unlike Sora, he's been pretty much epic this whole game. Yeah, he's really fucking strong, this little kid. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, then they fight. And it's a good fight until the end. Uh, I, did notice you, I did notice you have a Vanitas D-Link going on. When do you get that? Yes, so what happens is you bring his health down to zero, and then what happens is the the stained glass shatters. I don't know if that's what if that's clear that that was what was going on here. Mm-hmm. There's just like floating colorful chunks in the air, uh, and they're kind of just hovering in a void. And yes, Ventus has a D link with Venetus, and the way that you have to finish the fight is, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I I have no idea. I've beaten this boss fight a couple times. I have no idea what you're supposed to do here. Cause you get these like Vanitas D-Link moves. Okay. And you have to fill up this Vanitas meter, which you do by huh? Yeah, you keep you keep having to like do um a Dragon Ball Z uh like blast clash. Yes, um, and I think, I think that that's how you fill the meter. But there's other moves that you can do to him that I think do literally nothing. And he has no health, so you can't just, like, hit him. But you do have health, and the only moves that you have are these ones, so you can't fucking heal. And if you lose here, God forbid you enter this part with low health. I've had that happen, and then I just instantly die, and it's the worst. And you have to start the whole goddamn fight over. It's horrible. I hate this... I think the fight with Vanitas normally is good. And then you get to this part and it's awful. But yeah, somehow you fill up the meter. I've read, I've looked up online how it works and it doesn't feel like it's consistent with my experience. (laughs) But the thing that absolutely kills me is when you fill up the meter, you get, you unlock a command called, I think like last word or something like that. And you use it on Vanitas and you do another, like, Dragon Ball Z move where you, like, fly around each other and stuff. And then you hit him, and it does the fight victory screen, and then you get the final cutscene. You can also miss, and then you have to fill up the meter again. <laughs> oh, God. Why? And the last time I played the game, I think I missed about three times before I actually hit him with it. Oh, no. I, I fucking hate this boss fight. It's so awful. I hate it. Ah! Sounds good. Uh, good thing we're just watching it, though. Uh, and somehow Ventus does fill up his meter and win. Uh, I do like the shot of Vanitas, like, frantically, like, trying to catch the key blade as it drifts away. Yeah, that's good. Very, very, uh, 
it's it's a very pathetic looking shot of Vanitas, which we don't really get to see. He's been like so cocky this entire time. It's fun to see him go like, wait, wait no. Oh God, I didn't think you would win. What? Yeah, that's kind. Of, I mean, that is just Kingdom Hearts. They, they <laughs> the bad guys are so sure they're going to win every time. Yeah, I mean, again, my my all time favorite Ansem line in Kingdom Hearts one. The, the light. <laughs> so but good. why? I, I wish he'd kept being the voice actor. God, yeah, he was so good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Keyblade disintegrates, and so does Ventus's Keyblade. Uh-oh, he is not well. But uh, Vanitas is sort of, like, seemingly absorbed back into Ventus's heart, I think. Uh, and his stained glass reforms, and it's just Ventus. And then Ventus also disintegrates. R.I.P. R.I.P. But before we RIP, it's time for Xehanort Report 10. I honestly don't know how you read this, because the game is over, but you do get a report. Uh, there must be, like, a gallery or something. Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, I never cared, is the thing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> report? Another one? Eh, whatever. Uh, um. Yeah, What what's he talking about here? Oh, I love this one. That's right. Yeah, this one's pretty cool. Uh, so this is right after he removes Vanitas from Ventus's heart. Um, and he, he basically describes like, you know, I was really hoping that I would be able to make these two fight and make the key E blade, but Ventus's heart, it's just too damaged. I fucked it up too bad. Actually, no, I say that critically at no point in this report, does he say a single word that a person who would find this and read it would ever know that he had anything to do with what happened to Ventus. Yeah, he's like, oh, I was able to remove the darkness inside him and create Vanitas, but then he drifted into clutches of, uh, the clutches of sleep. He takes absolutely no ownership over what he did to Ventus, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this is really interesting, though, because he describes uh, he, he could see that Ventus was slipping away, and he felt, he said, quote, The boy deserved a place to spend his final moments peacefully, and what should come to my mind but my own boyhood home, my legs took me there unbidden. And that sounds like, in his own nasty, evil way, genuine care for Ventus. It, it does. And it, also a little bit of his destiny shit, too. Yes, and, and it's extremely fucked up that he would basically kill this kid... And then be like, ah, oh, poor kid. He deserves a nice place to die in peace. That's so cool of me. Mm-hmm. That's really nice of me to do that. Yeah, he's he's a nasty man. Um, I like what he says about the Destiny Islands. <laughs> I thought not a single thing has changed. Here in this quiet world, time marches in place. Mm-hmm. Which is... I mean, yeah, you know, parallels all the time, but it's... You know, it's clear he wanted to leave because he was bored of that, just like Riku wanted to leave because he was bored of that. Very much so. Um, uh, and yeah, I we've seen the Destiny Islands now over uh, some... I mean, we saw the shot of a young Xehanort on the beach, which would have been like, I mean, a, a million years ago. I don't know how old he is. I think he's supposed to be like 90 years old. Um, only, that, only that old? I, I, <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yeah, but it really does look exactly the same down to the like wooden shack uh, on the beach. It it really just has not changed. And I think that is pretty interesting 
considering the multiple characters who have been motivated now by restlessness about this boring place. You know, and interestingly, uh, his moment of compassion for Ventus is him setting up the seed of his own demise. I would, I would think, because of Ventus connecting with Sora here. Yes, that is true. Actually, I, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was Xehanort's pure instinct. Again, he says, "My legs took me there unbidden." That did lead to Ventus connecting with Sora. Yeah, that is true. One, have- one might argue that that was the real destined meeting, and not him and Ventus, or maybe they both were. I don't know. It all had to happen. I guess. I, I guess so. It's the Destiny Islands. I didn't even think of... Yeah, it is the yeah. Destiny Islands. <laughs> one, one could argue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he thinks back to the day that he made his choice on that same beach, presumably the choice to leave. I don't remember if he really says what he was referring to. Yeah, I I stood there on the same beach where I had made my choice so many years ago. I assume he just means the choice to go to the outside worlds. To, um, be, a, to be a sicko. <laughs> <laughs> where I made the choice to shave my head to start wiggling my fingers more. Um and yeah, he he says like I was I was content that Ventus would find peace here and I started to walk away, but that was when Ventus holds up his keyblade, he's connected with Sora and he has regained some of his light and survived. Yeah. Again, I think it's so interesting that Xehanort seems to actually care about Ventus in his own way. It's it's really dark and really messed up, but he clearly was not happy. He, like, he was sad that Ventus was dying. Well, it comes down to how Xehanort isn't motivated by, like, a lack of compassion or a lack of care. Like, he actually does think he's making things better. He just thinks yeah. he needs to be cutthroat to do those things. And yes, which... Which, yeah, it is It is interesting, though, because we've seen him manipulate so many people and tear so many people's lives apart, even even not as himself, just like other forms of him that God knows how directly he's controlling them. Uh, but yeah, he does seem to have an actual soft spot for Ventus where he's like, oh, well, he's no use to me as a tool. I should take him somewhere that he can <laughs> die in peace. Which isn't really that nice, but it's nice for Xehanort. No, God knows. It's I, I would never say that it's nice. <laughs> but I, I do think it's cool to get this insight into how he actually feels and how he thinks of himself. Because again, as as like twisted of kindness as this is, there is the very, very dark other side of this which is that he does not in any way acknowledge that he's the one who did this to Ventus. Oh, yeah, no way. Vinitas too, took too much of Ventus's heart. That wasn't, oh, that's man. Not, Ooh, not... boo, shaking my fist. Oh, what a jerk. <laughs> Poor Ventus. Oh, well, yeah. let me let me dump him on this tree. Also, oh. I know that that's like a plot-significant tree. The fact that he just, like, drapes this dying child onto a tree... <laughs> Just imagining the version where he doesn't connect with Sora's heart. Sora, like, doesn't isn't born for, like, another week. And he just, like, drapes Ventus over this tree and walks away. And just in the background, we see Ventus just, like, slump onto the ground. And presumably, Titus finds him, you know, the next day or something. <laughs> hey, Waka, I found a skeleton! Oh, God. 
It just, I mean, it, well, that wouldn't be for years. Yeah, right. It no, would it's be a baby. It's, no, it's more of like it's Stand by Me, but in uh, <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts. I'm not familiar, but I'll take your word for it. Oh, okay. It's about. I know there's a track. song called that. Yeah, it's a movie about boys going to see a kid who got hit by a train. Oh, that does not at all sound like what I would have imagined that name would be. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, We then cut to Aqua and Ventus just floating in outer space in their armor, holding hands. And Mickey floats up to them. I do like that Mickey has no armor. It does just look kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, it does look Mickey strange. Just in outer space. Yeah, and uh, why are they in outer space? We don't know. We we will find out probably in Aqua's story what ah, happened after okay. Ventus joined with Vanitas. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Mickey grabs onto them and he uses the star shard to take them away. And the last thing that we see in this part is Ventus, presumably again in a sort of dive to the heart situation. He's just sort of like falling into a void and he thinks to himself, so warm, I remember now, this is your heart, and that is the end of Ventus's story. So yeah, he flew off to Sora's heart, and that, that makes sense. Presumably, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> we're, we're not really supposed to know just yet, but I think when you consider all the, like, Ventus and Roxas stuff, it's pretty safe to assume, not to mention that we already know that he connected with Sora's heart, that yes, that is... Ventus once again connecting to Sora's heart after being killed or whatever again. If it was anything else, it wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. None of this has been made explicit at this point. But yeah, <laughs> there truly is no other explanation that would make any sense. Yeah. Uh, That's Ventus. Yeah. I thought this was cool. Um. I think the Vanitas stuff is pretty interesting. I think just uh, really all these Zanehort reports were really, really fascinating too. So yeah, uh, definitely a cool part of the game. Um, I don't think Eric is just fucking dead though. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong about that, but that just, it feels like he's, you know, the big opposing force to Xehanort. It'd be weird if he was already dead. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Probably not next time. No. <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to be skipping the first two hours of Terra's cutscenes. Uh, yeah, I, I, for a long time, I said that Birth by Sleep was my favorite Kingdom Hearts game. There's a lot of stuff about playing it that I think doesn't really click as much as I wish it did. But I think when you when you push away all the all the sort of hardware limitations of the PSP. And the the here and there kind of hit or miss translation. I think that the story here and the characters are really strong. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think like this game has like the most clarity of purpose of any of the games we've uh, gone through so far. Yeah, and we've only seen a third of it. Yeah, actually, that's Kingdom Hearts one. Kingdom Hearts one also pretty straightforward. Yes, I I think that Kingdom Hearts one. A lot of people, I think, tend to put it, like, not low on their list, but I think it usually tends to be, like, two, birth by sleep, one, three, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that Kingdom Hearts 1 is actually a lot stronger as a game than people really give it credit for. And I think that a lot of that is down to the fact that it's it's just a pretty pure, concise experience in as much as it, it can be for a Kingdom Hearts game. 
Yeah, and I get that. You know, the reason why people probably don't like it as much is that it isn't doing the exciting, messy stuff that the later games are doing. Uh-huh. Which also, the combat's just a little rudimentary yeah. by comparison. Yeah, sure. No, story-wise, I just think it's not doing the weird stuff as much, yeah. which is part of why people come to the series. And so even if it is <laughs> a stronger story, maybe it's just not as interesting. Yeah, but Birth by Sleep is really interesting because it's, you know, we've gotten a little bit of this with uh, Chain of Memories and Days and even some stuff in 2, but this is the most we've really felt like there's a world around all of this, like sort of expanding the scope of Kingdom Hearts by a lot. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it adds lore, but it doesn't... Other than me hating the name of the Keyblade, it's all stuff that (laughs) I'm, like, interested to know and and gives us better context for what's going on. Right. I think this is the test for a lot of people, is do you like that they did this? And for me, the answer is very much so, yes. So people don't like this? No, no, no. I, I think... In in the Kingdom Hearts community, people love Birth by Sleep. Ah. I think more, like, casual fans might just be like, what the fuck is this? Why should I care about any of this? Right. Well, um, you better, because I think it's the basis for everything else. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, any guesses what the title means yet? Uh, 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 not really, honestly. Like, um, I, other than... Dentist was going to sleep, and then Sora's heart found him. I don't know. I can't. I really. <laughs> oh, can't that's interesting. Anything. I had. I never really thought about that before. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was there was a birth by a sleep next to a sleep. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of who's been sleepy, and I can't think of who's been sleepy in this game. So I don't know. It it's uh, sleepy. We've met oh, Sleepy, remember? Oh, it's, it's all... <laughs> oh, oh, he's going to be huge in Aquastone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's him and Pluto. Him and Pluto. Keyblade yeah, Masters, uh, but of dark of darkness. I don't, I don't think the title is going to make sense until the very, very end, if that. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm glad I didn't miss, didn't miss something then. Yeah, no. It is, it is weird because... I I never really thought about the title when I played this way back when. I didn't think about the title until I was replaying it maybe like a year ago. And then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it kind of makes sense at the end. Uh, but honestly, not really even that much. Okay. Well, I'll see if I figure it out. Yeah. Uh, um, the only thing I wanted to say that we didn't talk about, I forgot to mm-hmm. mention, is that I did notice that Ventus actually is always his keyblades always looked like that. When we got the when we saw him get owned by the Neo Shadows, he had a keyblade that already looked like Terra's practice sword. Did he? Yeah. What? Hold yeah. on. I gotta pull this up. Pretty sure pretty sure he just had this his normal keyblade. So Terra just happens to have a practice sword that looks like Ventus's keyblade. Let's take a look here. Uh, I think that's just Ventus's normal Keyblade, I, I which looks like angle, Terra's though. practice sword, the the little the little wooden blade that says Terra on it. Uh, no, I think that God, it's hard to get a good screenshot, and this is clearly PSP capture. Oh God! <laughs> Here, mm-hmm. I will send you a screenshot though of what I'm looking at. Right, and I'm saying that that's I, that's the one that looks like Terra's the practice sword because it's got the three the three like that. Key. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what I've been saying the whole time is that the practice sword that 
like Terra gave to Ventus looks basically like Ventus's regular Keyblade. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I do see it now that you mention it. I never thought about it before. But yeah, it does kind of have like almost a wooden looking guard. Yeah, and I thought... Connected that... to a weird cyber keyblade. Yeah, and I thought that like... I've been saying that I thought that Ventus's sword looked like that because he loved Terra so much. And he loved the little practice keyblade he had. But it just turns out that's always what it's looked like. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. I never really, I never really looked at it like that before. I mean, Ventus's Keyblade is so weird. Yeah, I like it. it it's one of the more interesting ones, I think, um, because famously he holds it backhand. He holds so it backhand. The teeth are like facing inwards. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Also, it does need to be reiterated that it is the same like design as his hoverboard, which makes sense because his hoverboard is his keyblade. But when you notice that it just looks like the teeth of his keyblade are like the wings of his hoverboard. Yeah. It's badass. And it's badass. Both things can be and are true. Mm-hmm. This is wish us duck. Sure is. Uh, what do we want to, what do we want to say? Uh, we could say, how about you leave the popsicle with me? <laughs> It's a long that's, one. That's what Donald was apologizing to Goofy for when he said he was sorry about the ice cream. Yeah. Or we could say feckless neophyte, one of the two. <laughs> oh, those are so both so good. Uh, yeah. I think, well, feckless neophyte has an N in it, so I'm scared of it. So I'm going to say the, I'm going to say the first one. Okay. How about you have to popsicle with me? Wow. What the fuck just happened? Did I just become God? You did. You're Donald Duck now. <laughs> did I just become Tony? I think so. Time to Holy go. Holy shit. Time to go knock down Tony's door. <laughs> uh, well, I, have, I haven't been practicing, so I'm going to try to warm up. I, neither have for, I. <laughs> for a second. Oh, okay. Well, good job. All right. not bad i think what i'm realizing is that if you push too hard i think it kind of explodes in your mouth i yeah. i went pretty pretty soft with it there oh, okay let me yeah i think that was a little better yeah yeah i'm getting there all right we got two tonys on the pod just two tonys and the podcast has won two tonys but that's unrelated yeah, our stage adaptation is second to none. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, we will be starting Tara's story. Uh, I think we can probably just skip over all the beginning stuff. Xehanort taking Ventus to the eye. I mean, we can rewatch it and see if it sparks any any thoughts in our brains. But meteor yeah. shower, light shining down on all of us. The Mark of Mastery exam. I don't think we need any of that shit. We will probably begin... Right after Tara says, I'm going to need some time alone with my thoughts. What what dark thoughts was Tara having? Apparently it was about going around and beating up a bunch of Disney characters. <laughs> I need to be alone with my thoughts. God, I just want to I just want to hit some princesses with a key. I don't uh, like look. I don't like the look of the sleepy guy. <laughs> I think we will. Uh. I think, yeah, me either. I think we will <laughs> yeah, yeah. probably be doing uh, Enchanted Dominion, Drought Woodlands, and Castle of Dreams, the three Disney princesses. Probably all three of them. I think we can fit those in since we'll be skipping almost all of Land of Departure. Sounds good.
All right. I'm excited. I think we'll have one Xehanort report, maybe. That's exciting. I've been will enjoying it, those a lot. <laughs> will it be any good? I don't know. Well, we'll this see. one's a weird one because this one is one that you can get like just by doing the uh, the arena. Oh. So that could mean that it's a throwaway or that it's really cool and interesting it's for the most people important, to grind. Most important one. <laughs> and that was how I learned of the victory pose command. And that's where I was actually born. <laughs> oh, shit. He was born in the Mirage Arena. God, I I just learned on the wiki the other day, this is not important at all because oh, no. it's not in the game, but the original plan was that the Mirage Arena would be presided over by Laguna from Final Fantasy VIII. Why? I just guess why put not? a character in. Yeah, put a character in. All right. They They ended up not using him solely because he ended up being put in a different final i don't know if it was like dissidia or like world of final i don't know what any of that shit is but yeah (laughs) all right maybe someday we'll meet laguna i remember liking him but it's also been a very long time since i played that game yeah it is amazing i've gotten to this point in my life and i don't know what dissidia is but don't tell me (laughs) me either me either that's the thing i've played so many final fantasy games but i really don't think of myself as a final fantasy fan I've never yeah. finished any of them. Uh, I have finished two of them, I think. Which ones? Ten and uh, nine. Uh, <laughs> I know everyone loves nine. Yeah. Nine's I never, cool. I, I remember, I think I got about as far as Garnet calling herself Dagger, and I was like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Put this game down. I don't like, I don't like stupid names, but yeah, I love Kingdom Hearts. I think the box art, well, I think the box art has like a little blue haired girl and like a big guy with red hair. I never found out who the fuck those two were. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, it's a cool game. I'm sure it is. Maybe yeah. someday I'll find out why. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, although I have, I have got Final Fantasy 16 coming soon. Maybe that'll be the first one I ever finish because it's an easy game for babies. Yeah, and you're you're a fake fan, obviously, which you've already established, and so that's fine. So this oh, is yeah. the one for you. Yeah, <laughs> I just also... don't like turn based combat. Turn based. I don't like turn based JRPG combat most yeah. of the time. Yeah, I'm. I think over it at this point in my life. Too. It's good when it's Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. Anyway, that's yes. not in any way related to this podcast. You know what is related to this podcast? Uh, noise space X Y Z. Yeah, I was going to say our co-hosts and such, but yeah, that is also uh, co-host, <laughs> co-host.org, uh, sounds about light on co-host, sounds about light on Twitter, positive stress on co-host for me is me. Keely Seely's on co-host for me. Come join co-host. It's cool. Although not too many of you, because then it'll stop being cool. <laughs> I I want to believe that anyone listening to this podcast that's, would would be a good addition to co-host. That's true. That's a good point. I just mean the general you. You know, I I, I co-host is this nice fresh of a fresh of breath air. It's a fresh of breath air um, mm-hmm. compared to Twitter because the people that are on Twitter aren't on there as much. Mm-hmm. So took the mouth right out of my words. Yeah, uh, and they probably don't have a giant activation queue anymore before you can get in. <laughs> Yeah, I would doubt it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, come to co-host. This is our plug for co-host. I'm also on Dr. Huh. Jordan is returning from a little vacation. So we will be doing our episode on Let's Kill Hitler tomorrow is oh. when we're recording it. Oh, that's exciting. Um, a few days after this goes up, it'll be up. 
And man, that episode is really something. I need to go watch it. It's not in any way... Look, everyone told me it was going to be a wild episode. Hitler is barely relevant to the episode. That seems weird. He has almost nothing to do with it, and he is not in any way why people were freaking out about us rolling that episode. Dad, did you all forget you were going to kill me? No? Oh my god. I, I, there's so much I want to say, but I'll say it on Doctor Huh this okay. week. Uh, yeah, but we are on OisePace.xyz. <laughs> we, that is so true. There's other podcasts there. Fear baiting is, is going strong once again. Uh, I, I will once again shout out the new podcast, Check Out This Guy. Uh, wow, Cool Robot about Gundam. Everyone's talking about that Gundam show. The which one that everyone's talking about. They're talking about it. Wow, Cool Robot's also talking about it. Wow. Haven't cool. seen it. Wow, Cool Podcast. I think that's a ripoff of Wow, Cool Robot. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's mine. Okay. Max of Wow, Cool Robot and Pot of Greed has the worst fucking luck because someone made another podcast, I think, called Wow, Cool Robot. And also some, like, 200,000 subscriber YouTubers made a podcast called Pot of Greed, which is Max's fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Fuck those guys. Go listen to Pot of Greed, the real one. Yeah, the real one. I, it, some YouTuber made it. It's got to be bad. <laughs> That's right. Don't look at my YouTube account. There's nothing there, I swear. I mean, I don't, don't look at... There's there's basically nothing there. I don't there, consider you a YouTuber. Mainly you... Twitch VODs and then me reading comments on Family Circus comics. Watch those. I... I think putting things on YouTube is not the same as being a YouTuber. <laughs> Very true. It's just like how playing video games isn't the same as being a gamer. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I think I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, well, we are now, you know, I'm always saying this, the true Kingdom Hearts began here, because we have now heard him say it. We have. Keyblade! Keyblade! And I'm pointing at you, the listener. <laughs> You, you listener, you will be the Keyblade. I'm going to take you to my boyhood home, and <laughs> that will make you the perfect Keyblade. I'm going to stab you in the heart and then <laughs> take you to a tree that I used to sit on. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> that, was that was nothing. Up. Bye. Bye. Really? You would rather die than use the power? Feckless meal, Frank. If I must, I will extract the darkness from within you myself. Empty creature from Venture's Riven. To you... The name Vanitas shall be given. Yes, Master. <laughs> <laughs>